Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. Actually, never mind. Uh, I'm not no. going to do it, Michael. I'm not doing it. I'm not stupid to your level. So you asked why it was funny. <laughs> that is kind of You funny. answered your own question. Because it's real. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of our podcast, Redeemed. In uh, our last one, we talked about Peter. And then we talked about Ananias and Zephyra and how it's not good to lie. And how uh, giving should be based upon what's in our heart. And not just because we have to give. Right. We are going to move on to a man named Stephen. This is a pretty powerful story. Uh, there's a lot crammed into just a couple of chapters here, or maybe just one chapter. Chapter yeah. and a half, chapter if you half. count the end of six. But there's, but there's. Let's put it this way: if you're looking at, it, there's several columns worth of, of, of words here. There you go. That was a, that was a dumb way to put it. <laughs> I like chapter and a half better. Okay, the end of half. six and all of seven. Well, there's a lot of words here. There's I'm words on this page, and they're all talking about Stephen. <laughs> yep. Let's yeah. Page and a half or so. Anyway. We're not Mr. all Stephen. like this. <laughs> just the associate pastor. No. Just kidding. <clears throat> all right. We, we, we digress here. Okay. Let's get back and talk about Stephen. This is not about me. It's about Stephen. Okay. I feel like I have things to edit out. No. No? Keep it all in. All right. I want the world to know You're that he hurt. said there's words on paper. <laughs> Not a chapter okay. and a half. Okay. Not a half chapter and a full chapter. It's not the worst thing that I've ever done, so go for it. Okay. Oh yeah, I think I've said dumber on this podcast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Great. That's I like that that's our that's our starting point. So maybe you do have to add some out. How Never mind. Stupid things Michael says is where we start. Okay. Steve. And stop. We have Steven. He uh, was full of the Holy Spirit. Grace and power, and perform great wonders and signs among the people. And opposition arose. And long story short, he was dragged before the uh, religious council because they're still not buying this whole Jesus thing and this whole Christianity thing. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. And uh, they stirred up some people, and uh, who came and testified falsely against him. Oops. Which you're going to find out that happens a lot with Christians. Uh-huh. We get testified falsely against, and uh, stirred the people up, and so uh, yeah, he's drugged before him to try to explain why he's done what he's done. And Stephen gives them a story. Yeah, they uh, it, to start they they secretly persuaded some men to say we have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God, and that was how they were able to justify, if you will, dragging him before. The religious leaders. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting the way that Stephen goes about the process. Um, I guess, in a way, defending himself, but in a way, he's basically just sharing the gospel with them. Yeah, I was One more say, time. I'm not sure he was too concerned about defending himself. He was really just telling them all, like, hey, 
this is what's happening here, guys. And he was pretty pointed. I mean, it's not like he was beating around the bush about it. He was laying it out for them, and he was making sure they understood what he was saying. He didn't want anybody to get confused. No, no. And uh, so he basically backs up and gives them the whole the whole history lesson, starting way back in Moses. Yep. And way uh, back in Abraham. I was gonna say he went he went to Abraham. Oh, Abraham. Excuse me. That's While he was meant. still in Mesopotamia, yeah. yeah. Starts at Abraham, works his way all the way through. Of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he basically ends it this way, which I think is important. He looks at him and he says, you stiff-necked people. Your hearts and your ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You have always resisted the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. You have received the law that was given through the angels, but not obeyed it. So basically, he was saying that they were responsible for killing Jesus. Which he he was not wrong. Mm -mm. Believe it or not, though, they did not like to hear that. No, not at all. It doesn't doesn't go well for Mr. Stephen. No, but like you like you said though, he there was no uh he didn't mince words. No. He came right out and he said exactly what he wanted to say and what he felt God was telling him to say. And uh it, I mean it, like you said, it gets I mean stumped. basically he said that he them and their ancestors had had it wrong from the very beginning. I did like the the was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute. Mm-hmm. And in verse thirty nine it says, "But your ancestors refused to obey him." So I mean, I mean, he's hitting them hard. He's hitting them hard. He's hitting them with facts. Yeah, he's he's basically tearing everything that they stand on, and saying that you guys need to start over. Yeah. And of course, well, when the members of Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit looked up to heaven, saw the glory of God, and saw standing at the right hand of God. And G- and saw the glory of God and Jesus, excuse yeah. me, standing at the right hand of God. I can't read the words on the page. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears, yelling at the top of their voices. They all rushed him, dragging him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Extremely important person to remember. Make a note of that for later. Mm-hmm. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Do not hold this sin against them. I, I, wow. Not what I would be thinking no, at that time. No. You know, but the, but the apostles have done that multiple times Correct. throughout their, their, where they give this response. Yes. I mean, even Jesus, even Jesus gave this response. You, you know, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Right. To me, if you're hanging me on a cross, mm-hmm. or you're throwing stones throwing at, me, at me, locking me in prison, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's the first thing that's going to come to my mind. No. I respond. God, get him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me, save me, do yeah. something. Chuck some lightning bolts or something. Yeah. Turn them into bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something. Something. But he doesn't. He, he says, do not hold the sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. And Saul approved of their killing him. Once again, make, make, a, make a note. Make a note of that. <laughs> Tune in next week. Learn about Saul. Crazy dude. But let's break it down a little bit. Yes. So we have a man who is filled with the Holy Spirit. 
very much so. And I would definitely say that the things that he said were from God. And God wanted those things said to the Sanhedrin, the religious council at that time. Jesus or God was still trying to get through to them, trying to try to get them to change their mind and to change what they're doing, what they believed. He tried a lot. It wasn't, it didn't work because their hearts were hardened, of course. Yep. But at the same time, where as Christians, we might be called, I don't want to say might, we are going to be called to stand up and to say the truth, even when it's not uh, the popular thing to do. Yes. And that's downplaying it from what happened here with Stephen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Popular was, is the, it was, yeah, yeah, this was, uh, it was less than popular at this point. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was going against everything that at this point society believed. Does that make sense? Yes. Because once again, we're starting with the very new church. Yeah. So is, Christianity has just at this point begun its, its growth. It's transformed. Right. And so, uh, but we're going to be called to stand on the truth. And even when it's not fun, when, and at some point it could cost us cost us our life. Yeah. And I think as Christians, we have to make that decision long before that point ever gets there. That if that time comes, that we are going to stand up and say the truth, even if it does mean yep. uh, that we're going to lose our life. And, you know, we in America, we don't have that particular thing happening all the time. But if you look around the world, it's there. it's there. In other countries, they are they are killing Christians just because <laughs> you say you're a Christian, mm-hmm. and they're and they're meeting secret places just so they can meet. So this is very real. Standing on the truth, there will come a time when uh, persecution will happen. Yep. Now. Uh, but that's something that Jesus had said. He said, they're going to persecute me. They're going to persecute you. So we just kind of have to get that wrapped around our head. That's something that's probably going to happen. And then we have to be ready to stand up, even if it's even, even if it means it's going to cost us our life. I mean, that's just, it should be foundational. Mm-hmm. That should be the decision that you make from the moment you ask Jesus into your heart. Now, with that said, there's some other things I think that are play here too. We have this man, Saul, who's watching. And I think this, in a lot of ways, is a very pivotal moment for Saul. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Saul later on is going to have a conversion. Yeah, he is. He's, gonna, he's, he's literally going to have a come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's what I keep. And God is going okay. to use Saul, soon later become Paul. Mm-hmm. In amazing ways. Yeah. One of the greatest apostles. Yeah. I don't think anybody traveled as much as right. Paul does. Paul thought that eventually that Jesus is going to come back in like a week or uh-huh. a month. That's how he lived. And so he was out there making sure that everybody he he came in contact knew about mm-hmm. it. And I think this is a pivotal moment for Saul because this is where this is where he's approving of this, of this killing him. And then Saul's going to go on his own crusade, basically, to wipe out Christianity. And then God just grabs him, yanks him back, and it's amazing what he does with uh, Paul's life. It is. And how he turns him around and makes him just a front runner of, I mean, just a spokesperson. Tip of the spear. Yeah. And I think it all starts right here. 
watching this watching this happen of Stephen being stoned and then him saying, "Do not hold this sin against them." I mean, I mean that's I mean that's pretty miraculous. The the fact that you're getting stoned and that is your response that shows you the kind of love yeah. that the Lord Jesus has for us. Because I mean, the same thing happened to Jesus. I mean, he's there, and he's I mean, we're crucifying him on a cross, and he says, "Forgive them, for they know not what they do." I mean, that's a pretty impressive love. It's I mean, incredible love. I mean, that's what this is coming from. It's coming from a heart of love for these people that Stephen was talking to. He just wanted them to come to know Christ like he did. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to do. Just trying to share the message. Mm-hmm. And it's and it, it's, it's cool the way that as soon as he says that, he fell asleep. The Lord took him. Oh. And it was over and done with. Now, I would say that Go after home. all this is said and done, which is the cool part to me, Stephen won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Even when the persecute happens, persecution happens, even if they kill you, who really wins in the end? God does, and we yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, this world is, you know, this 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 world is, is fun. It's enjoyable. You know, I enjoy my family. I enjoy the things that are here. But in the end, when I get to heaven, it's going to be better than anything possible here. Fact. So if they take my life, what have they really done? Expedited awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Get so, that sewn on a throw pillow. Yeah. <laughs> expedited, expedited awesomeness. That's awesome. <laughs> Boom. Points Gryffindor. <laughs> and I think that we have to remember that too as Christians, that death is not the end. Right. Um, it can be worrisome, especially if you have kids and things that you might be leaving behind. But in the end, if you can... In the end, the kids are not mine. Nope. You know, I'm thinking about my own kids. Uh-huh. If the Lord calls me home before then, they were never mine. God was just gracious enough to let me have a few moments with them. Yep. But uh, but those kind of things can make it hard to let go. But at the same time, if the Lord calls me to stand up and to say the truth, and this is the result for me, then I'm prepared for that. So just an impressive story. For one, the courage that Stephen had to stand there in, in the face of opposition, say the truth, stick by the truth, even when it was going to cost him his life. Yeah. And I think it's also important to notice that he didn't sh- he didn't sugarcoat the truth. He gave it to him. He gave the he whole could. truth, nothing but the truth. Yep. And I think that's important too. Sometimes I think as uh, Christians, we try to sugarcoat things and try to make things look sound better than they are. Yeah. When in the end, the truth is what they need to hear. Just a, just straight truth. Yeah. To the brain. To the brain. So, like I said, very impressive story. Once again, you're dealing with the foundational building of the Christian church. Yeah. You can see the opposition that they're coming against because, I mean, the, the religious council didn't go away. Just because they killed Jesus doesn't mean that they dissipated after that. No, they're still there. And they're and they're doing what they can to stop out Christianity. So there's a lot going on. It, just like I said, Acts is an amazing story. But as redeemed Christians, the things we need to pull from here is one it is there's several. But first of all, stand for the truth. Uh-huh. Even when it's not fun. At some point, there will be persecution. And we have to stand, we have to rely on God and stand strong in those those picker moments too and not waver. Amen. And thirdly, even if they do kill us, we win. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So very powerful story. There's a lot of his stuff or examples there for us that I think are extremely important. And, you know, God can use even 
the death of a Christian to accomplish his goals as well. God can use whatever he wants to accomplish his goals. And like I said, I think he used Stephen in a big way to start the process of working on Saul's heart. <laughs> yeah. And the big things that he has for Saul. And who knows? There might have been other people that were in that group that heard what Stephen said and actually believed. You never know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so yeah, we don't we don't get to know about everything that happened. Mm-hmm. So as we're doing Christians, we just got to stand. We got to stand firm. We got to know that uh, there will be persecution, and that uh, there's something better waiting for us at the other end. That's fact. Thanks for joining us, and remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.